people, we gotta stop this because how many of us that play a lot of video games will see a game on sale, buy it and say, oh, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna play that in a month. I just gotta finish a couple of games. All but then, of us, Juan, all of sadly, us. Sadly, sadly, man, because six months, a year goes by and that game that you got at 60 bucks is on sale now for 20 and maybe it's still sitting there sealed. Am I saying this because I identify with that? Yep, and I'm actually going to bring up one of those games right now, but welcome everybody to another chill session of A Cast of the Past with a brand new episode available each and every Sunday. This episode is going to be about some of the games that we are looking forward to playing in 2011, and we think all of you should as well. And if you're checking this out on YouTube, hey, go down to the comments section and let us know some of the games that you're looking forward to playing this year. And for those checking this out on the podcast uh, feeds, Check out acastofthepast.com slash Discord. Join the family, and hey, let us know over there what you're looking forward to playing this year. Uh, my name is Juan Velas. I am from San Juan, Puerto Rico. I'm one of the uh, gamers with a pretty scary backlog. The other gamer here from uh, Boston, Massachusetts, Ryan McNulty. Now, Ryan, mm-hmm. how how deep does that backlog for one <laughs> McNulty go? Uh, it goes it goes pretty deep. There's some there's some games that are going on almost a decade that I should have played. You know, I mean, it's a bad sign when you buy a game and you still haven't played it, and now it has an HD remake. You know, it, that's not a good Ooh. sign. Well, <laughs> you know, that's, that's not a good bad. sign. That's pretty bad. But here's the question: Do you also want to get the HD remake for the game you still have not played? Of course I do, Wad, all right? So I, I'm pretty sure I have Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 on the PS2. And then the like, a couple months ago, I was at a game store and I saw the, the HD PS3 version. So I just ended up picking that up because I was like, oh, well, when, I finally, <laughs> when I finally play these games, I might as well play the HD like version now. So there you, you go. You totally put that disc in, installed it, and it's ready to play. Nope, it's still on my shelf. <laughs> Much so, like uh, many what are other some games. of the games? Like, let's start it off. So we're going to be going back and forth. We picked out a couple of games. So Ryan has not seen my picks. I have not seen his. So, Mister, take it away with the first game that you're committing to playing this year. You you got to change that. So do I. Yeah. Okay. So, first game. It's not super super old, but uh, we got Bloodborne. Now, Bloodborne uh, from Software is just killing it with every release. Uh, I played the original Dark Souls. I played Dark Souls 2 um, and enjoyed both of those games. Never ended up beating Dark Souls 2, but I did beat the original. Um, And my friends have raved to me about Bloodborne. So Bloodborne is definitely on my list. Uh, You know, for a long time, I didn't have a PS4, so I wasn't able to play it. But now that I have one... This was one of the first games I bought, but I haven't gotten to playing it yet. I tried out Sekiro, and boy, another FromSoft game. That whooped my ass. I do want to go back to that as well, but I want to commit to Bloodborne just because um, it's one that I think a lot of people put as one of their favorite From Software games. So I, I, I want to have that under my belt, and then I'll probably go back to Sekiro. So that's Bloodborne is one I'm committing to. And Bloodborne is one of those games that some people, the same way they only play Call of Duty, I have a couple of friends that for months, literally, it was only playing Bloodborne. And I would love to watch them on stream because it's one of those games that when you get good at it, you can visually see it and it just makes you feel uh, pretty awesome. Now, uh, 
this next game. So, hey, remember that whole intro that I did about a $60 game that you buy day one, looking forward to playing it, but then you actually don't, and it dropped in price? Yeah, so one game I do want to play this year is Trials of Mana. I love the fact that I actually covered this game on my YouTube channel. I covered the demo of Trials of Mana. Freaking loved it. I played it on PS4, and it's one of those demos that... I was so sure I was going to play the game. So damn sure. But you know, a little game called the Final Fantasy VII Remake came out at around the same time. So this became my, oh, once I'm done with that game, I'll play another one. But then that led to three other games. And even though I have it opened, I literally have not played a single second of the full version of Trials of Mana. And uh, it's an action RPG for those that haven't played it. You know, I, I didn't play any of the original mana games on the Super Nintendo, but here you have different characters, abilities. It's not turn-based, so if you're turned off by the traditional Final Fantasy 7, 8, 9 turn-based stuff, mm -hmm. this is action-based, like live-action stuff. And uh, yeah, I have no reason as to why I didn't play it. I'm just going to own up to it and hopefully uh, play it this year. Yeah, that's a game, again, I, I figured it had to, some relation to Secret of Mana, um, but really know nothing about it. But that's cool to hear that it's kind of action-oriented. Final Fantasy Remake is is another one I, I probably should play. I do own it and uh, never beat the original Final Fantasy VII either. So those uh, I'm not going to commit to those, but uh, yeah, definitely... And this is also a remake. I got to yeah. point this out. Like This is not a new game. This is actually a remake. What, what's the going price now? Uh <laughs> Are, are you going to make me do this? <laughs> yeah. Are you making me do this? Fine. Okay. So I got this game at a hot and spicy $50 or $60. Let's see what, what it's going for now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hate doing this. It's 30 bucks new now. Ooh. So I could have just bought it now. But I haven't. I have. Hey, Ryan, it, maybe it's like one of those Pokemon trading cards where it's like first edition, so it's extra special. That's nah, Totally not. So yeah, no, it doesn't say limited edition. Yep. <laughs> Let's not make this about me right now. I need to cry. So what's your next pick? Okay. Uh, my next pick is a game on the Wii called Cursed Mountain. Now, this was one that I saw as just kind of an under the radar hidden gem of a game. And uh, I wanted to try it out. I'll probably save it for around Halloween time. But... Um, it is apparently like this survival horror game similar to Silent Hill, but definitely not um, like exactly like it. But apparently a guy, his brother gets lost in the Himalayas and then he has to go and find him. But all this like weird spooky stuff starts happening. So I was like a horror game on the Wii. Like I know things like Resident Evil 4 actually worked pretty well on the Wii. So I was really curious. I was like the Wii is a system. I had Mario Kart and I had Skyward Sword and that was it. And that's all I ever played on my Wii. So I feel like there's a lot of untapped potential on the Wii that I just haven't really explored yet. So um, that's a game, like I said, I'll probably save it for like Halloween season, but um, it's something I do want to play this year. That's actually pretty interesting because I had never seen that cover. For those in the audio version, there's just this man that seems to be kind of crawling, uh, arm extended towards the screen. And this came out in 2009, and for context, the Wii came out in 2006, so we're talking about a game that came out a couple of years after. Uh, Codemasters is also known for some uh, very popular racing games, so I, don't, I, I doubt it's the same studio, 
the Metacritic on that one, just looking it up, because like I saw that cover, I'm like, I've never seen that before. <laughs> it got a 67% on Metacritic, but it's people that either absolutely love it or loathe it. Yeah, I saw it had like middle of the road reviews, and that's probably just because it was very polarizing. Um, but because I kind of like that style of game and i was kind of curious because it was something like a little bit different and on the wii i was like why not give it a shot so we'll we'll see how it goes it wasn't super expensive to pick up either that's good i think that's the best case scenario with like older consoles when you're able to buy a game for cheap that you didn't even know about and then maybe it's not the best horror game or survival game but it's pretty good and and it's something it's a it's a talking piece, right? I would love for actually you at some point, you know, once you do, even if you don't beat it, but once you play it, just to give us your your thoughts eventually, because it is something that looks so uh, different. Now, my next pick is going to be very different because it's not in any way a hidden gem. On the PS3, I think there's a lot of great exclusive titles that eventually got a sequel on PS4. And they kind of fizzled out afterwards. One that I loved playing was the first Infamous. Infamous, mm-hmm. I think even before Spider-Man, I think did a really good job of bringing a superhero into an open world-like game. And you know, and I've talked about this before in the podcast, I don't do open world, but the first Infamous game I actually played and beat. And for some reason, I never played the sequel. But uh, one of the benefits of... Uh, when I got married with my wife is that we got to combine our game collections and she's a big fan of Assassin's Creed and open world games. So she she actually has a copy of uh, Infamous 2 on the PS3. She's got a copy of uh, Second Son, I think it was on, on the PS4. So I really want to play Infamous 2 uh, this year just to see the first one was kind of ugly. Even when I played mm-hmm. it, it didn't feel like a next-gen game. The gameplay did, but it was very ugly. And when I looked at the screenshots of this game, I just kept thinking, man, they definitely gave a nice upgrade. And I even played a, a little bit of Second Son on PS4, uh, just because like my wife had to beat the controller one day. And I know that one got a some kind of like standalone DLC. I think it's called First Light or something like that. H- have you played any of the infamous games? I did play the original one. I played the first one. I never ended up beating it. I think I got to like the second area of the game and then just kind of fell off. I remember it being like pretty difficult at times. Um, Yeah, because you get to choose between, you know, whether you're a good person or a bad person. And that actually determines some of the abilities that you get, even the color of your Mm -hmm. electricity. You know, for those that haven't played it, you're a pretty gritty character in the first one. You know, I, I played it kind of evil just because the evil abilities look kind of cool. But I also started a playthrough of uh, in, in the positive light, and I don't think the overall experience is that much different. I mean, it, it, it is, but it's still fun. Um, so I'm just interested to see. I mean, this is Sucker Punch. Uh, they are the people that made the Sly Cooper games, I believe, mm-hmm. which I haven't played those. <laughs> and uh, I'm actually on the lookout for the Sly Cooper HD collection on PS3. But that <laughs> one's going up in price. It's like 50 bucks. I'm like, uh I can wait. I got games on my backlog, right? <laughs> oh, oh boy, do we both. I got a couple. <laughs> so uh, what else do you have, man? Okay, I have, you know, you know me, Pokemon. It, it's my thing. Well, there is oh, one yeah. main series Pokemon game that I have not played, and that is Black and White 2. So I have a copy of Black 2. I bought this a couple years ago, so it's been sitting on my shelf since probably like 2018. And that is 
the 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 one Pokemon main series game I have not played. So uh, I figure just to say I've played at least one of every main series Pokemon game, I will finally play Pokemon Black 2. Nice. And uh, when you bought that in 2018, how much was it going for? Because that's a game on on the uh, DS, right? Yeah, I want to say I got it for about 40 bucks. So about like the the like your kind of retail price. I think it is like a it's a weird version. Like it says UAE, like Malaysia, Singapore on it, but it does work. Like I've uh, the sticker, like for those on the video version is not really showing, but there's like a blue sticker in the corner that has that. um, But the lighting is kind of messing it up. the yeah for whatever reason it's not like i guess the U, like official us version but it works perfectly fine on the ds um but it looks like it says after 2014 the online is no longer supported on the back but whatever i just want to play the main story that's all i care about um because i got this brand new like in the shrink wrap and that's probably because it was from like another country that's how i was able to still get it it's a lot harder it'd be more expensive to probably find one still like sealed in the u.s but um yeah at the time i it was like 40 bucks i'm curious because i've i've been thinking about this and even on our discord I've, i've casually brought up this conversation where I was super into Pokemon, especially up until Ruby and Sapphire. I think that mm-hmm. was my peak. I think that was the peak for for many people at some point. And then I dropped off hard, like a hundred percent. When I when I got Pokemon Y, I I wasn't feeling it and I stopped playing it. So if you were to suggest to me a Pokemon game to play this year, which one would it be? Because I mean, you know, I, I have a 2DS which you gave me. I have a 3DS XL, so I can technically play most pokemon games but i i just don't know which i think the best one to like get you back into it and unfortunately it's really expensive but heart gold or soul silver i think are are the the best ones because i think from generation four onwards they mechanically made things a lot better um because they did something called like the physical and special split which means that um, because before like so if you had a Gyarados right Gyarados had really strong attack but a lot of water moves were considered like special attack moves so back in the old gens every single water move was a special attack so Gyarados doing water moves was actually pretty weak but in from Gen 4 onwards, their water moves could be special or physical, depending on what the move was. Um, so that made it made Pokemon a lot better overall. So Heart Gold Soul Silver was during Gen 4. And I think it's a good way of having like the new refined Pokemon style, but for like a classic game for someone who's nostalgic for the first two generations. So that's one of the best games. And then I'm I'm a big fan of Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. It's not for everybody, it's kind of dialogue heavy they don't have traditional gyms in it so that might kind of turn a lot of people off and a lot of people thought like x and y were too easy um so those for those reasons those are kind of meh and like sword and shield i don't think the stories is as amazing but sword and shield is not terrible either Um, but if i had to pick one i would definitely say heart gold soul silver so you just got to shell out some some extra dough if you want it i've been looking at this right now online and i'm seeing it's between 
80 bucks to 150 give or take i'm seeing a lot of ones for 15 i'm assuming those are uh yeah those are repros. probably reproductions so i mean yeah. if you don't care about that and you just want to play the game those i guess are fine yeah i mean for for those who don't know there's a really big reproduction scene where people just either flip cards or change the end stuff especially for like more expensive games i'm just pointing this out because i'm actually part of a couple of retro uh, forums and uh, threads even on facebook man i felt so bad uh one of these people posted a picture like super proud i got this really expensive game for like a pretty good price and then all the comments or just people telling him, hey, dude, you got duped, you got duped. And then his only response, I read this this morning, is, oh, man, I thought I, got, I finally got something good. <laughs> man, I felt so bad for the guy. So it I was, a, re- just, like, was it a reproduction? A yeah, because it was a reprint of uh, Fatal Frame for uh, PS2. Uh-huh. That's a pretty expensive game, but apparently they reprinted it later, and that one's not as uh, lucrative when it comes to reselling. Uh, so hopefully the person got a good deal yeah so i mean so if you're a person if you're a collector i definitely get it where you're like you don't want a reproduction because you want the the og but if you're someone who just wants to play the game i mean it it is what it is that's true and uh for my next game actually there's there's kind of a tie-in for that whole collector's uh, scene because there's a lot of games that, you know, there's like the the Uncharted, the Call of Duties, and I think there's like a lower tier of games that a lot of people have played, but I have zero experience with. And when I started collecting games for the Wii U, this is one of the first ones that I saw to seek out, and it is Bayonetta 2. But the interesting thing is the Wii U has two variants of this. So the one that I'm holding right now actually includes two discs. One is of Bayonetta 1, which came out for PS3, and then Bayonetta 2. But then a lot of people, you know, afterwards, they took out the copy of Bayonetta 1. So you would have people, you know, hoping that because they would see the box art. And at the front, it says Bayonetta 1 included. So people would buy it, but then it didn't have that first copy. So this is one of the first games that I sought to seek out for Wii U because I'm like, I feel like that's going to go up in price. And in this case, to me, it made sense because... I hadn't played either one, mm-hmm. and there's something special about having this, and I don't know if the sequel is going to be coming out this year. You know, I know we got an announcement for Switch for Bayonetta 3. Not much else happened. This is in a hack and slash action game. I've seen people say that it's uh, one of the best action games. I've also had a couple of friends that said, eh, it's maybe overrated, but I just want to pl- experience it for myself. Will I actually pl- uh, play them to completion? I honestly don't know. But I- I'm looking forward to playing it, especially the version on Wii U. And I know ever since then, they came out with a... I think there's like a collection on PS4 with Vanquish and Bayonetta 1, which is a weird set, I guess. Mm-hmm. But have you played uh, Bayonetta? Maybe a teeny bit way back when it first came out and there was a lot of hype around it. It's it's supposed to be like it's like a Devil May Cry style game, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um yeah, only a teeny teeny bit and then when I played Smash Bros Ultimate on Switch, I just did the story mode and f- fought Bayonetta and she just kept kicking the crap out of me and I got so so mad. So that's my only experience with Bayonetta. <laughs> So uh, any other games you're thinking of playing this year that you definitely want to or uh, or are thinking about possibly putting on a console? Um, other games, you know, I brought up the Final Fantasy remake. I, I think that's definitely also up there on my, my list, you know, 
and also Resident Evil 2, Before You Guys Kill Me. I need to play that game. Finally, so, man. Yeah. <laughs> Two years later, yes, I, I need to play that. For those listening, he's referring to the uh, remake. Yes, Resident I, I Evil assume, 2 yeah, remake. We, yeah, we played the original one. I actually played it a little bit when I got my computer upgrade. Because, you know, I beat that game when it came out. And right, that's another game I beat last year because I, I actually have a list of um one thing I'm looking forward to doing this year is actually keeping track of the movies and shows and and games I'm playing because I'm just awful at it. Uh, you know the the end of the year will come up and I will forget I I beat a freaking game and it, especially the digital ones because like I I have my physical game collection and it's a lot easier for me to look at a box and be like oh I played that at the beginning but sometimes I'll. I'll play a game, I'll beat it, but then I'll delete it from my my hard drive. But uh, another game that I just wanted to quickly bring up, I, I already started playing this one, and uh, it's a Rise of the Tomb Raider. So last year, I actually played and beat the Tomb Raider reboot from 2013. I freaking loved it. And I first played it on PS3, I dropped off of it, and then when I got my computer upgrade, that was the first game that I played. Even though it's not like, you know, the latest and greatest, it's just one of those games that I wanted to play. And man, I was freaking loving it. And everybody, including, you know, Nicole, my wife, a lot of friends would say, hey, if you like that game, your Rice is basically that, but better. And it really is. You know, I'm, I'm maybe two hours, two to three hours in. And basically what they gave me at the end of the other game that I really loved, they're giving it to me right at the beginning and they're pacing it better. And I, I love that type of thing with a with a sequel. Have you played uh, some of these games? I, I have not, although I'm pretty sure I and I just, when my roommate and I, when we moved last year, he was getting rid of his games and I he was getting rid of Tomb Raider. So I took it. So I believe it actually is Rise of the Tomb Raider is the copy that I have. Um, it's like, it, I think it's like the Steelbook one or whatever. Um, it's, it's in like a, is that what you have? Yeah. I think I'm pretty sure it's that, that that's like a slip cover. Um, yeah, because yeah. right now I'm playing the PC version, uh, because I, I, I had that from humble, but then my wife, she's a huge Tomb Raider fan. So she has all the physical copies and the PS4 has a 20th anniversary celebration and it's got, I, I just figured, I found out here, it's got a co-op mode. It's got a, it's got VR support, huh? Man, th- that's one thing I was thinking of uh, doing this year, eventually. But then I realized, hey, that requires money, yeah. which is getting a VR headset because o- I want to play Half Life Alex or whatever. Oh, Half Life Alex. I was thinking of doing that, the Oculus Quest too. A couple because... of my friends just picked it up, and th- yeah, they well, love it. what's their experience with that? Uh, that they're you loving because I had played the PS4. Um, my roommate back when I, you know was living at my old place he borrowed the ps4 vr so i did have a chance to play a couple games like super hot and um i I didn't play beat saber but i think there was like another like i want to play that it was like an alien like shooter game like halo ripoff that was like okay but super hot was like where it was at um, so that, that was really, really fun. And I do have the, I have an Oculus that I won at like a work event. Wow, right. I forgot about that. Like, <laughs> like it just doesn't work with my laptop. That's just been the issue. And it's been sitting there and now there's way better Oculus models out, but I still might just try and flip it for like 150 bucks. And maybe I could use that towards like an Oculus quest or something. I How need, much is the Oculus quest? It's like I think 200, it's like four, it might be like 400 actually. So it's, it's about the price of like your 
average console. So I, I'm looking that up. Inf- I'm looking that information up because I, I don't want to get that wrong. But I, I do think that's an interesting component, especially with this year. You know, I'm playing Half-Life 2 right now. I'm almost done playing it. I'm playing the one of the worst versions, which is on on PS3. But man, um, I keep hearing great things about Half-Life, Half-Life Alex, I think is the name. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting. I was reading a data that I think it's like VR gamers count for like 1.3% of PC gaming right now which is actually up. It's gotten steadily up. I think the problem is that as long as it's very expensive to go into it, it's going to be very difficult. For those who don't know, the the one headset that Ryan and I are talking about, from what I know, like this is why I'm interested, it's a standalone headset, so you can buy it and use it by itself without a computer, but you can also plug it into a computer and use the computer's juice, especially with the second model, so that way you get a little bit more bang for your buck is how I believe it's working. And I believe it's been successful enough. And also, I looked up uh, Quest. So right now I'm getting Quest bars, which are low carb, but they're actually pretty good. <laughs> you can go to Vitamin Shop, and I'm also getting the VR headset, so not bad. Nice one. And that's good. Uh, I definitely would be using it standalone because, yeah, for whatever reason, even though I have enough USB ports on my laptop, it just would never read the HDMI port for some reason. Oh. So I could just never get past the setup phase with the Oculus. So uh, I've always hung on to it because I was like, oh, you know, I might buy a desktop down the line that it'll probably work with. But at this point, I might as well just try and flip it while it still has some value. Yeah, it's uh, 400 bucks with uh, 256 gigabytes. Man, I think to me, 200 will be the sweet spot whenever it gets to that. Maybe mm-hmm. I can save up at some point and get something, but man, well, what's everybody else's take? I'll let that, that's actually have that be the closing question of this episode. I think there's a lot of things in the world of gaming that we haven't experienced because maybe you haven't bought it, right? It's like, I'm not going to buy a PS5 this year. Even if I have the money, I think I would first buy a VR headset to get a different experience because I have a whole lot of games that, that I can play. So let us know in the comments on the uh, YouTube channel, what's your take on games that you're looking forward to playing this year and or if you're interested yeah. what's on in your experiencing backlog? VR. Yeah, like... Uh, what's that level of commitment i actually have a list of 25 games that i'm hoping to beat this year i'm not the best at doing that but that includes some of the games that we will be covering on the podcast which makes me feel a little bit better about myself (laughs) but everybody share that backlog on twitter a cast of the past a cast of the past.com slash discord you can also drop that knowledge there and run and i we will not judge you. Ryan, will you judge a person if they have a massive backlog? No. Are you kidding me? The majority of the shelf is probably my backlog at this point. So, <laughs> you know, I, I ain't judging nobody. We won't do that. But up until next time, thank you, everybody, for watching, uh, listening. And we will be back with another episode of A Cast to the Past. I don't want my backlog to get any larger. I'm trying to not yeah. buy new games. It's Same. been... It's been difficult, I'm, man. I'm trying, but too many good things coming out. Damn it. 